Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. If you have kids or pets, you know stains and odors in your carpet and upholstery are inevitable. But the experts at ChemDry can help. ChemDry removes odors and stubborn stains by sending millions of carbonating bubbles deep within your carpet. ChemDry lifts dirt, urine, and stains to the surface to then be extracted away, giving you a cleaner and healthier home. Call 1-800-CHEMDRY or visit ChemDry.com to connect with your local ChemDry and learn about special offers in your area. That's 1-800-CHEMDRY or visit ChemDry.com today. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Bet the Edge. Thanks for watching on our NBC Sports YouTube channel. As always, your favorite Thursday cappers are in the building. It's V-Money Sports and the Well Capper. We got four college bowl games to handicap today. We're also talking two NFL games, Steelers, Seahawks, and Jets and Browns. Uh, could be low score and could not be. I'll have to see what Drew thinks on these ones. But, uh, Drew, happy holidays. Merry Christmas. How was yours? Uh, it was great. Uh, just you know, very enjoyable time with family and uh, you know watching football. Uh, can't complain about anything at all. Uh, I actually, uh, I, I wish I was having uh, the, the same kind of success in the college bowl season that you're uh, enjoying, my friend. Uh, well played by you so far. Keep up the great work. Um, we haven't really kind of gotten to the meat of the bowl plays I made. We're going to talk about a couple of them today. Uh, I feel like I bet them so long ago that I don't even really remember <laughs> all the reasons why I bet them. Been there. Uh, so that's kind of where my head is at right now. Uh, but uh, all that said. I'm, I'm fired up for this week. There's a lot of good football on this week. And, um, <clears throat> yeah, these games are going to be good. They're starting to get good. Yeah, we, we had a Wednesday college football show. Now we have a Friday college football show. And then we're going to have one the following on uh, a couple days after that as well. So, yeah, it is literally like the busiest time of season for college football. But, uh, well, you know, you gave great advice last week about all the opt-outs and, uh, you know, not overreacting as well. Try and bind the some line movement. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I found success so far. Ten and three in bowl season. Nice and, work, uh, I got I got two plays here, Drew. So mm. let's see if we both can uh, get some winners for the people watching. And we hope everyone else watching and listening had a very merry Christmas. Hope Santa brought you everything that you wanted, including winners, uh, because that's probably why you're here. Um, so let's talk about the pinstripe bowl, Drew. Rutgers versus Miami. Fun fact: Miami was the favorite. <laughs> Not anymore. <laughs> Uh, Rutgers minus two over under center 41 and a half. And judging by my evil villain laugh, you know what side I'm on. I yes. grabbed the Scarlet Knights plus one and a half in the money line. I feel good about this bet, Drew. Yes. Uh, the uh, plus money for me on Rutgers as well. Uh, this is one of the ones that qualifies as don't remember why I bet it. Um, <laughs> I will tell you that uh, definitely Miami's coaching staff has been spending more time on the recruiting trail than preparing for this game. Uh, the yeah. opt-outs that they've had so far are all meaningful, important pieces. Uh, and Rutgers is a good borderline great defense. 
so this is uh, definitely going to be a tough test for Miami to come in and score points. Uh, definitely a little bit of home cooking here for uh, the Rutgers Scarlet Knights, uh, just you know, yeah. heading across the uh, river there to go play in New York. And uh, I think ultimately this is a nice opportunity for the Big Ten to flex a little bit. Um, and honestly, like this is about as uninspiring uh, landing spot as Miami could have asked for. I don't think they were expecting to be in the pinstripe bowl this year. Uh, So good luck getting those kids motivated. Yeah, no, I mean, you hit the nail on the head on a lot of those. I think, uh, you know, Rutgers defense is going to step up in a lot of ways here. You know, Miami Tyler Van Dyke's out for this game. So that obviously cripples the Miami offense, but you said they spend more time on the recruiting trails because they are looking forward to next season already. They didn't want to be here. And we've seen teams that should be in New Year's Eve six pools that are playing earlier that haven't performed so far. And I think Miami is going to qualify as one of those. And Rutgers, you look at who they lost to, Drew. I mean, four straight losses to Ohio State, Iowa, Penn State, and Maryland at one point in the season. And, like, those are all really good teams. And I'll be honest, I had uh, high expectations coming into the season, postseason for the Big Ten. And I think they continue to live up to the hype here. Uh, So I I like Rutgers in the spot. I think they're going to win. And, um, you know, another note here that uh, thank you, Producer Dan, for dropping the reminder. I told him I would forget this note. Um, but <laughs> one thing that has uh, been very important in college football so far has also been the weather in a few games. Yeah. App State Miami was obviously a big one. Virginia Tech and Tulane was a big one where the games had teams had such good ground games with bad rush defenses. That one went over. App State went under. Um, this game will have some wind that could affect the quarterbacks here. Not as much rain, only 25% chance. But if you have college football player props, which you've seen Eric Froton and Brad Thomas have success on already. When the games are raining, please attack the rushing props and the ladders for these teams. A lot of the quarterbacks opt out, Drew, as if you've seen already, and the running backs are the ones that are stepping up for a lot of these teams. We've already seen in Virginia Tech, uh, their game, I think there was three plus running, three running backs had 100 plus yards, uh, and all their lines were around 50, 60 and a half. So imagine laddering those, getting six to wow. one, seven to one, eight to one. Uh, that's what we did on Wednesday's show. So join us on Friday. Uh, but that's something I wanted to make note here. So we're both on Rutgers. We both feel good. And uh, the money line is going to come through for us, Drew. Uh, so uh, let's talk about the Alamo Bowl. Unless you have any yes. notes on the pinstripe bowl and why it's called the pinstripe bowl, because we do like <laughs> I believe it's an homage to the uh, New York stinking Yankees. Um, and ultimately, I think it's a uh, – um, I don't know. It's it was It was a weird decision to like, hey, let's – Let's have some bowls in some places that no one really wants to go on vacation, like the Bronx. Um, and I, you know, I, I told, this, one, this one was one of the first ones where I really remember being like, "Man, really? We're we're, we're going to send people on some destination trips to to, to New York at, at this time of year?" Okay, uh, expecting it to be Scarlet Night weather, not uh, Miami yeah. weather, personally. Hey. Exactly. Yes, it's going to be cold. That's for sure. Um, and it's already raining all up the East Coast. So uh, that's something worth noting, too. And the last thing I'll say on this game, Miami 0-5 against the spread in their last five against Big Ten teams. Uh, Rutgers 10-1 and to the under in their last five against ACC teams. Also like the under. I played that for one unit. Rutgers was one and a half units. That was absolute best bet on the show. So let's go, Scarlet Knights. Uh, the Valero Alamo Bowl has Arizona and Oklahoma. The Wildcats of Arizona are three-point favorites. Total sit at 59.5. It's trending towards the under here. Uh, Any opinions on this game, Drew? I know my counterpart, Brad Thomas, was on Arizona minus the three. 
Yes, he and I ride on uh, Wildcats together here. This is a big, big game for this program. Um, and that's not the only reason to lay the points with the Wildcats, clearly. Uh, but they are a team that is staying together, that is building for the future, as opposed to Oklahoma, who is resetting. Um, Dylan Gabriel not playing for the Oklahoma Sooners, if you didn't already know that. That might help ex- explain to you why the Oklahoma Sooners are dogs here. Um, yeah. But if you also haven't been paying attention to Pac-12 after dark, Arizona has been probably the team that has impressed the most from you know beginning of the season building and improving and getting to the end of the season in a state where it was like oh my gosh I, I honestly this, this team might be top 15 like clearly actually it was top 15 and they've done <laughs> it largely with defense and they've done it they've, they've had some uh, really really impressive moments particularly as we've gotten deeper into the season and I, I'm nothing but glowing praise for what the uh, what they're building uh, down in uh, Tucson and I would expect that uh, this is kind of their capstone performance opportunity against an Oklahoma team that, um, you know, a lot of players who are going to be trying to debut for roles next year. But, um, you know, the talent is definitely going to be a drop off from the uh, Oklahoma we knew in the past. And uh, I will say that even on their best days, the Oklahoma defense was not very good this season. So um, definitely opportunity for Arizona to win on both sides of the ball from what I can tell you. Uh, So late three with the Wildcats. Yeah, from October 14th on, arguably Arizona is one of the most impressive teams in the country. Yep. Uh, knocking off Washington State, Oregon State, UCLA, all those three teams were top 20. Uh, beating Colorado, then beating Utah, who was top 25, and then Arizona State. So haven't lost a game uh, in months, uh, over two months, two and a half months for the Wildcats. And I agree, definitely a program-building game here for the Wildcats, opposed to Oklahoma, who wants to be in the position that the Texas Longhorns RN. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, and I did take Arizona in the VEASAN contest as well, minus the three. So that's the side Ooh, that I nice. lean. It's, it's not an official play for me, but uh, I'm, I'm riding with you there, Drew. Uh, let's see if we agree on Tony the Tiger Sunbull. How about this one? We all know what Tony the Tiger is about. Uh, Frosted Flakes, also my favorite cereal. Uh, fun fact. Notre Dame versus Oregon State. Notre Dame is laying six and a half over under sitting at 41 and a half. I didn't have any official bets in this game, but the VEASAN contest took Notre Dame. All my pools, I took Notre Dame. And uh, I'm not confident, very low confidence here for me, <laughs> but both quarterbacks out, a lot of moving parts, a lot of portal. I feel like Marcus Freeman, we know he takes bowl season seriously. He's competed in the bowl games he's coached in. His first game ever coaching was interming for a bowl game. And I think he wants to get this victory. I know that he's going to be motivated to go out there. So I question if Oregon State yeah. can match that, Drew. Uh, what's yeah. your opinion? So this game is not being played in Corvallis. It's being played in Alamo. In the, uh, excuse yeah. me, San Antonio. <laughs> Where, of course, yeah. the location of the Alamo, which we never forget. Um, but uh, And then for those reasons, uh, I don't think I can really get involved with the Oregon State Beavers here. Um, in you know they, they kind of had the midseason darling tap for me among the Pac-12 teams. They were a team that looked like, oh my gosh, like, did you know these guys were going to be this good? I didn't. This is very cool. Um, and then they had a little bit of a bubble pop against Washington, a game they could have, should have maybe won. Um, and in that loss, it was kind of like, well, there, there goes the season. Um, they didn't necessarily, I don't know, that admit, you know, we can argue about what, what you thought of their final performance of the year. And then ultimately, uh, I think this is probably a little bit of a, well, cool that we get to play Notre Dame, but really we're 
or in the Tony the Tiger Sun Bowl. And, you know, Tony the Tiger and Frosted Flakes, cultural icons. I don't, I won't argue with that. Um, but ultimately, I think this is uh, Notre Dame or pass. Notre Dame will be uh, cycling a number of uh, new players as they've had a pretty aggressive amount of opt outs and. Mm-hmm. You know, I still am not 100% sure about the future of the director, you know, direction of that program, even though they uh, do have, uh, you know, the, the a good quarterback set up uh, for next year. But, um, you know, six and a half is, is a big number for a team yeah. that is not playing for much. And so, you know, your gut instinct would say take the points here. Um, but uh, I get where your head's at, too, and that uh, Notre Dame realistically has to get to probably 28 points here to cover six and a half. Uh, mm-hmm. and, uh, and that's, that's actually probably given Oregon state more credit than they deserve. I don't know if Oregon state's getting out of the twenties here. This total of 41 and a half is very, very, very low. So it's basically telling you that, uh, the market thinks the Notre Dame defense is just going to smother the beavers and maybe that's how this goes. But, uh, I think, uh, if I could only make one bet on this game, I would take over 41 and a half because whether I do not expect to be a factor. And, uh, I do think there will be a little bit of exhibition spirit to this one. Interesting. Yeah, I don't know what to make on the total of this game. I don't know what to expect from the quarterback position and uh, how aggressive these two teams will because you made the points in Oregon State, obviously, not being as motivated because they thought they should be in a bigger bowl game. I mean, Notre Dame, once they lost to Ohio State, it was kind of the season's over now for them. Yeah. Um, so, you know, and they had higher hopes than that, too, bringing in Sam Hartman for millions of dollars. So <clears throat> he's not there anymore. Uh, everyone should know that, though. So, yeah, this game is hard for me. Uh, this is a definitely low confidence game for me and a toss up. But uh, I like your angle on the over. The weather shouldn't be a factor, like you said, uh, which should point to the over. But man, yeah, I'm just I'm torn, Drew, as you could probably tell in my voice. Uh, but quick question: <laughs> Tony the Tiger and Frosted Flakes or Pop Tarts? More iconic. Oh man, uh, Tony the Tiger and Frosted Flakes. Pop Pop Tarts really kind of made their mark in like the '90s. Uh, Tony the Tiger and Frosted Flakes, like you can find some vintage boxes from like the 70s that are pretty special. Like that, I, I, I'm going to give it to Tony just because like I feel like using cartoon mascots as brands for, uh, you know, brands for foods uh, kind of might have started with Tony the Tiger. Uh, don't fact check me on that, but uh, he's kind of, <laughs> kind of, he's got to be in sort of that, uh, you know, very early rank of how do we get these children to want to eat this sugar or cereal. Yeah, no, I, I'm with you in total agreement. We had a debate uh, on the show yesterday, and I uh, we also got asked our favorite pop tarts, which mine's chocolate fudge, by the way. Oh, uh, but then I found out that Eric Froton has never had a pop tart in his life. That can't be. He's playing a trick on you. That's how I said. I, I sent him a box already. I ordered it. <laughs> I literally sent him a box with Happy Holidays written on it because I was like, that's that's not real. Um, Quaker Oats. First mascot for cereal, producer Dan says. Quaker Oats. Yeah, okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's a very okay. uh, conservative mascot, so they went uh, a step in the right direction with Tony the Tiger, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> I agree. I like Tony the Tiger better. Uh, all right, before we talk Missouri, Ohio State, though, you didn't say your favorite Pop-Tart for the viewers. Uh, I'm, I'm a strawberry frosted guy. That's I'm, I'm basic. I'm basic. Basically, yeah, that's what they put on the trophy. Uh, and the mascot's edible as well. So, if you go into the game, make sure you get a bite of the mascot. Uh, <laughs> <don't>. <laughs> I mean, might as well. Uh, let's talk about the Goodyear Cotton Bowl, uh, classic where the mascot will not be edible nor the trophy. Uh, Missouri versus Ohio State, and uh, over understood at 49. Ohio State Oof. was a one point favorite 
after being a dog of a point and a point and a half. Now they're a three-point favorite. And when this game originally opened, Ohio State was a three-point favorite. So if you're listening to me and watching, you say, wait, I'm confused. Don't worry. You should be. Uh, this line <laughs> has been all over the place the last two and a half weeks. Uh, what are you on, Drew? What do you like? Yeah, uh, I got uh, a number that at one point I thought was good on Missouri and now is still available. <laughs> so uh, not a, you know, not a ton of market support here for my side. And I get why also like some of the early betting that I did on Missouri was conditioned on. I thought that Ryan day was going to leave the program. Um, it seemed like he had one foot out the door. Like he had either some grand, you know, greener pastures in the NFL that he was trying to line up or uh, just in general was, you know, not, you know, you know, little bit of a, a, sh- a short leash with what, whatever he was going to have to work with for uh, NIL at Ohio state. But uh, all that said, it has actually been a pretty solid, um, you know, return of and, and availability of players who are going to move on after this game. And actually there's kind of a uh, pretty solid history of Ohio state being kind of counted out from a motivational standpoint and then just, you know, hanging like 56 points. <laughs> so I think yeah. that people are probably going back to the well with this team, just expecting that considering that there are so many players who are surprised playing um, a lot, by the way, a lot like uh, the Georgia Bulldogs who are surprised playing. Um, and, you know, that may be just a sign that yes, we're not in the college football playoff, but we are still going to put on a show for our fans who are going to travel for this game. Uh, Cotton Bowl is a big deal. It's a big prize. It's a, you know, this is this has some pageantry this has some uh you know uh vibes of college football playoffs of years past and um you know it's in a big you know big giant beautiful stadium like there, there's there's going to be some serious uh, motivation here i think on part of both schools uh missouri i will say that like despite the disparity in talent Missouri is still a little underrated. Like they've been underrated for yeah. most of the last half of the season. Um, they gave Georgia their tough, toughest test of the year, I thought, uh, and until obviously they lost to Alabama. Um, and I, you know, it's it's still a team that's on the come up and a program that's on the come up. And so uh, this is a big statement opportunity for them. I don't know if if I could get a cash out for equal, you know, you know, for evens and be done with Missouri and just enjoy this one as a fan, <laughs> I would, because <laughs> a lot of what I expected to manifest here just did not happen. Uh, so I'm stuck yeah, with some Missouri. I'm feeling not so great about it. If they have uh, a decent performance in the, ha- you know, in the first half here and I get a chance to, to shoot for the middle at halftime on Ohio State, I probably will. Um, but I'm expecting a pretty competitive game. And uh, while Ohio State has been, uh, you know, kind of getting it done on defense all season, um, I, I think 49 is too low in this game. I made it 53. I think the over is probably a decent play. Uh, and I think, uh, you know, Missouri kind of being competitive is a part of that. If ultimately Ohio State uh, kind of shuts them out, you know, that then we're not getting to 40, you know, we're not getting to 49. But um, expecting a competitive game hoping that Missouri is uh, able to generate a little bit of an early lead here. Uh, And uh, yeah, just an absolutely classic SEC SEC big 10 matchup, which I'm assuming next year, all the bulls are just going to be SEC versus big 10, the way things are going, right? I mean, definitely trending in that direction, but I'm in the same position as you for a lot of this. I mean, I have Missouri plus one and on the money line, and when I got the money line, you know, it was around 125, 130. <laughs> yeah, so it right. was already so, you know, and now it's at a point where I'm 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 not concerned. I know the Ohio State defense said we're not expecting any opt outs now. 
Marvin Harrison Jr. is not practicing, so it certainly seems like he's not going to play. Um, I mean, if I was him, I think he could be the number one draft pick. I've said that on the show previously <laughs> already. And I think that's starting, that conversation is starting to heat up, especially since Caleb Williams is liking tweets, suggesting that he will not be going uh, number one, or at least going to Chicago or Arizona. Um, so can't wait to see what that situation looks like. But also, no, you know, we talked about Arizona being the most impressive Drew since October 14th. How about Missouri? They're five and one. The only loss was Georgia. You know, they beat Kentucky, South Carolina, Tennessee, Florida, and Arkansas. All right. They beat a lot of really good teams this year, too. So yeah. I think Missouri will play like this game like it's their Super Bowl. Uh, you're talking about a team that went six and six in the past two seasons. They lost to Wake Forest and Army in bowl games to finish with losing records. They're underrated, undermatched. Um, I want that team in bowl season. When there's a lot of soft opt outs, too, we call them soft outs. These ah, guys yeah. from Iowa State. Could play it for half a half. Could play for three quarters. Um, so we'll also see what that's like. Guys don't want to get hurt either. <sighs> Anything to add, Drew? I like Missouri yeah, no. still. I'm not bad. Yeah, okay. All right. I'm not going to lose faith then. Missouri's going to get there for us. I have a soft spot for Missouri. The cover they had against Georgia was one of my bigger wins of the year. Um, and I, so yeah, look, let's go Tigers. All right. We like a lot of the same sides today. Uh, Rutgers, Arizona. Uh, Notre Dame and uh, our guys, Missouri Tigers. Sounds like That's sweet. Show. Yeah, it sounds like a sweet baby. Uh, last last show, I might I will point out um, I swept the college football show last oh. week. Uh, I just want to say that. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> all right. People um, already know. People already. Yeah, they know. That's why they're here. That's why they're here. Uh, it was a good week last week, but college football bowl season continues. Everybody, you got to come back on Friday. That's right, Brad Thomas, Eric Froton, myself. We decided to follow up Wednesday's college football Q&A with another edition on Friday nice. at 11 a.m. Eastern on the NBC Sports YouTube channel, baby. We'll handicap the eight games on Friday and Saturday as we get you ready for the New Year's Day college football playoff matchups between Michigan Alabama, Go Blue, as well as Washington and Texas. There's no place like the movie theater. The smell of fresh popcorn welcomes you to a full body experience while candies and sodas compete for your attention. Pick me! Pick me! Hoping to join you in the best seats you've reserved on Fandango. It's where movie lovers buy tickets, pick seats, and double up on rewards points all online. All that's left is to walk in, snack up, and sit back. Visit Fandango.com or download the app today for your ticket to the movies. For the world's greatest athletes. This is the showdown we've been waiting for. There is nothing like competing on the world's biggest stage. It's a world record again! Go for the United States! Unbelievable! And when that stage is Paris, anything can happen. I have never seen anything like this! How about that? In Olympics unlike any other. What a performance! The Paris Olympics. This summer on NBC and streaming on Peacock. You getting uh, so nervous excited. at all about uh, Michigan? A lot, a lot of pro money showing up on Bama, which I'm not uh, loving. Everybody, pro money, uh, public money, my friends' <laughs> money. I told my friends, all right, I said, you guys go ahead, take Alabama, be in the same room as me. You guys are going to be so mad when I'm wearing this blue <laughs> Michigan sweatshirt that just says bet in yellow letters. Remember when they were tweeting out bet earlier in the season? Yeah, that's what I use my Amazon gift card for Christmas on. <laughs> Uh, I'm super I dig excited. It. I'm super excited. Okay. Uh, yeah, it's going to be a gr- great show on Friday lined up, and then also just a great bowl season in general. I've had so much fun. So let's continue to do that. But uh, at another time, Drew, because let's transition to NFL, where 
I'm going to need your expertise because I've been selected in college football. I went one and four in my last five NFL picks. That's oh. disappointing because I've hit 62% on the year. So I want to maintain that. And this next game is Steelers-Seahawks. You know I'm a okay. Steelers fan. Um, I lost on them back-to-back weeks, so I didn't play them against the Bengals, but I approved of the move to Mason Rudolph. He should have started against the Colts, in my opinion. I want to take the Steelers here. I want to think the over is a good play, but we've all been here before in December when the Steelers need to win playoff games to make the playoffs, and they don't do it, Drew. I've been there in person and on my couch. What do you? Are we going Seahawks here? Just tell me. Don't uh, you won't break my heart. I want nothing to do with lengths three and a half with the way Geona Smith is playing right now. No freaking way. Um, and I guess I should caveat this. Like, so week 16 was weird for me. I was nuclear hot okay. on totals and sides were pretty, pretty, pretty meh. My highest confidence okay. stuff didn't come through. Um, and I did go against the Steelers, uh, with the Bengals last week, laying three on the road. And boy, was that a mistake. Uh, weirdly the Bengals, I mean, weirdly the Steelers are this team that for whatever it's worth, like play their best when they are doubted. Um, and I don't know that, uh, that that is uh, any kind of reason to make a bet on Steelers plus three and a half. But, uh, I would note that Tomlin gets these guys motivated this time of year. Like they pretty clearly see their eyes are on the prize. Like they're trying to get to the playoffs. 10 and seven may do it in the AFC right now. Um, you know, they saved, uh, saved themselves from effective elimination last week with the win. So, um, you know, you're going to get an honest effort out of the Steelers. And the reason I faded the Steelers last week was pretty singular. Actually, it was, there was two reasons. One, I liked what I had saw and seen on tape from Jake Browning so far, but number two, the Steelers had no healthy active safeties really last week. And so there was a swirling concern of, man, they might just get beat over the middle and beat over the middle and beat over the middle again. Didn't manifest because the guys that they brought up and, uh, you know, out of reserve roles, like they did awesome. Uh, and honestly, like the defense looked better than it has. A lot of guys had fresh legs. TJ Watt is still an absolute problem. Um, and honestly, the what you saw from Geno Smith last week with the Seahawks was not inspiring whatsoever. That 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 uh, that offense. It at its at strength against the uh, Titans defense with all of those missing players should have scored 30 uh, and they barely got the win um, didn't cover depending on the number uh, so yeah expecting that the Seahawks are going to be able to do anything against the Steelers defense I think is a, is a huge question mark um, Seahawks by nature are conservative to a fault uh, Seahawks by nature are still kind of trying to figure out who they want out there as far as warm bodies on the offensive line which is a problem up against the pass rush of the Steelers so um, I think the Steelers are alive at three and a half. Um, not going to play a side in that one, but if you made me take a position on the total, then forty under forty-one and a half is uh, is the move. There was some steam on forty-two today that has taken this down to forty-one and a half. I agree with that, uh, and I think ultimately uh, the Seahawks team total under would be my favorite way to attack this one, just because you're basically banking on the Steelers defense doing what they do well, and you're insulating yourself from Mason Rudolph turning into a pumpkin. So um, Seahawks team total under would be my my single bet on this one if you made me have only one. I don't hate that. I've uh, gotten away from a lot of the team total unders. I was getting burned for my last few of them, but I don't hate this. I don't, I don't necessarily like to take team total unders on home teams. Um, you know, unless, you know, we're talking like the commanders or the jets and stuff like that, which we'll cover the jets later. Um, but yeah, I think Pittsburgh's nine and four of the under, you know, in the last 13, that's been under factory all season. A lot of that has been the production of Kenny Pickett and 
why I said earlier I agree with the quarterback change in Pittsburgh. I don't necessarily think that Rudolph's going to throw up 290 and two touchdowns every week. Like, uh, he's going to come back down to earth, and that could yeah. come on the West Coast. There was, uh, what, 200 yards, 200, 200 yak in that game? Like, how much – how many Pickens had so yeah. much on the ground. I mean, he has, like, was, 80 yak yeah. himself on the one yeah, right. or something. Right. So, <laughs> right. so that's not repeatable. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, not sure. But I, I see why you trust the Steelers defense, and I would uh, I'd align with you on that side. Um, and we're going to talk uh, Jets and Browns, another game that could be pretty low scoring. Mm-hmm. I'd love to hear your opinion on before that. Uh, this Sunday night, postseason position is on the line, ladies and gentlemen. Another chapter of an MB- NFC North rivalry will be written. Watch as Jordan Love and the Packers travel to Minnesota for a battle with Justin Jefferson and the Vikings. Coverage starts at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on NBC and Peacock. That's going to be a great game. Do you have an opinion on that game, Drew, real quick, aside you lean at all? I played some Packers before they suspended Jair Alexander for uh, sneaking his way onto the, <laughs> to the captain's team for the coin toss. Bizarre story. Absolutely weird. Wow. Uh, I'm sticking with the Packers just because the injuries to the to the uh, um, Vikings and the quarterback play from Mullins has been brutal. Oh. So, um, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, I think Jordan Love is the player to back in that one and uh, took them on the money line. So we'll see if the defense – we'll see if Joe Barry's defense comes to play. I'm a little nervous about them. Still alive in my uh, survivor pool, and I was pulling oh, for yeah. the Vikings. Pulling for the Vikings so hard. Okay. So, yeah, when Mullins threw that pick, <laughs> I just dropped my hands in my head. I'm like, come on. Oh. Like, that's like interception number four or something. Uh, yeah. But, yeah. I'll need your opinion after we talk Jets and Browns on the survivor pool. Okay. Uh, but we, we got the Browns laying seven and a half points over under 34 and a half. Another one of the lowest totals in the NFL this season. So you already know that's the direction that I'm looking at. The Jets did burn me last week. I had the under in their game. Uh, the, they just commanders and Jets just turned the ball over Ugh. too many times for an under to cash in that game. Uh, but I do see a situation here where there's a lot of weather, Drew. We're looking at rain uh, all throughout the day, and whether whatever the Jets do at quarterback, I don't really trust it either way. Uh, and Joe Flacco, I mean, how long is this going to go on for, right? <laughs> how long you got? <laughs> you <laughs> play, man. Um, the uh, no, this is an interesting one. Uh, my operating assumption is this is Zach Wilson versus Joe Flacco. Uh, my operating assumption is that Amari Cooper is going to try to play through the injury, but it may not. He may not have anywhere close to the effectiveness we saw last week because he draws Sauce Gardner and company in an elite uh, pass defense. Um, <clears throat> Zach Wilson, <clears throat> it's uh, going to be tough for me to see how uh, he comes off of concussion, out of concussion protocol behind this offensive line against those monsters and has anywhere close to a competent football game. The Browns defensive line is going to be a one-way traffic on this one with the, uh, the home cooking that they have and the Jets offensive line situation. So um, this looks like absolute trouble every which way for the Jets scoring. I think the Browns can pitch a shutout. I'm fine taking it under 34 and a half. Uh, I don't really love laying seven and a half, not knowing about the uh, health and availability of Amari Cooper because he is a super duper important part of that passing offense. Obviously, David Njoku is super important as well, at least in terms of where Joe Flacco wants to attack on the field. And if it's raining, this might be a relatively run-heavy approach anyway. Uh, and uh, for what it's worth, the Browns continue to have offensive line injuries, and it does not matter. Their offensive line coaches are getting the next guy up and coached up 
as quickly as I can ever remember, and it is extremely impressive. So even though you're going up against a tough Jets defense here, uh, I think the Browns are going to be able to find enough success to get the win. Covering seven and a half is a different story. Can't lay the hook. Um, there was some pretty, you know, pretty noteworthy action that pushed this from seven to seven and a half, and I agree with it. Um, but uh, for me, under 34 and a half is the only way to get involved. Nice. Well, I'm glad we're in agreement there because, uh, yeah, the Browns defense has played pretty well, in my opinion, since Flacco's taken <laughs> the last three games. They played well, and they played teams. They played the Rams. Rams are playing their best offensive football this season, right? They lose to the Rams. That's fine. They play the Jaguars when Lawrence comes back on the spread ankle, probably gets injected in the ankle, has a great game. And it's 31-27, another great offense they play. They play the Bears, who are also playing some of their best offensive football this season right now, best football overall. And they get the Texans last week, who we know the Texans aren't shouldn't be in that conversation with the last three currently. <laughs> but the, to my point, the Browns have played some pretty good teams and held their own defensively. And uh, while Joe Flacco does have the 10 touchdowns, he has seven picks, Drew, uh, mm. which is definitely concerning for me. But – Three straight games of 300-plus yards also. Don't think that will happen in the rain here, so I'm with you. I like the under in this game. I don't trust Zach Wilson or Simeon. And uh, I might have to sprinkle the shutout. Browns the win in a shutout here. Um, yeah. I'm sweating uh, Browns' lowest – I'm sweating Jets' lowest points scored on the season. They're like 19 ahead of the Patriots Ooh. right now. It's so Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and, and the they, Patriots are crying. I'm, I was the Patriots are trying, and I was watching yeah. that. Uh, I was watching that uh, Jets Jets Commanders game, just like you, like hoping for no mm-hmm. points. And the Commanders were like, "Here's seven more. Here's <laughs> seven more. Here's Literally. seven more." And I was <laughs> like, "Are you joking? Like, stop, make it stop." And then Jacoby Brissett comes in, and if they had just, you know, avoided a couple of those mistakes in the first quarter, the Commanders probably win. So, what are we gonna do, man? What are we going to do, Drew? Well, hopefully your uh, against the spread competition went better um, than that game did. Are you still hanging in there? Have a good yeah, week. Yeah, I got two entries in the top 100, and uh, I got one in the top five for uh, full fourth, fourth quarter, and I got one in the bottom five for the fourth quarter. So uh, if, wow. if, I, if, I, if I'm going to knock on wood, uh, i got to get my karma right. i got to have a good big week this week, and I think we're going to take home some, uh, some cashola. So. Oh, my God. What a great New Year's that could be. All right. Best of luck, my guy. I love that. We'll need your – hopefully one of your best bets will be in this game then. Uh, But I hope you win so much, man. Uh, I don't think I'm running down the guy in first place, by the way. The guy in first place in Circa Millions goes 5-0-4-1 every week. He is on an all-time heater, he or them or her or, you know, they, whoever. There was a uh, – yeah, there's a person that's in uh, my against the spread competition who's hitting 76% the season. That's Unreal. Like, what is this? Unreal. It's a robot? Yeah. This makes no sense. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, yeah. just people are like that. Hey, it's your year. It's your year. When you're hot, you're hot. And uh, yeah. we find ways. So, yeah. all right. As a reminder, before we get to best bets, there's another way to celebrate this holiday season, Drew. You can be a part of the Premier League. Festive fixtures. We're in the midst of 29 matches over 13 days on NBC, USA, and Peacock. Start up 2023 by checking out all the thrilling moments across the pond from creative set pieces to scorching shots and amazing save. It's the gift that keeps on giving. And if you noticed, I'm wearing a Juventus hat today. Uh, Brad Thomas got me this for Christmas. Thank you, Brad. You're the best. Uh, and he has some pretty good ha- he has some pretty good bets as well uh, for soccer. So head over to his Twitter page. Mr. Brad Thomas for those. Whether you're a morning person or a bedtime procrastinator, everyone deserves a mattress that works for their style. 
and you'll find the best mattress for you at Ashley. The new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley brings you one-of-a-kind body-conforming technology, making every sleep tailored to be your best. The collection also features cool-to-the-touch covers and motion absorption to help minimize sleep disruptions from partners, pets, or kids. Shop the all-new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home. There's no place like the movie theater. The smell of fresh popcorn welcomes you to a full-body experience while candies and sodas compete for your attention. Hoping to join you in the best seats you've reserved on Fandango. It's where movie lovers buy tickets, pick seats, and double up on rewards points all online. All that's left is to walk in, snack up, and sit back. Visit Fandango.com or download the app today for your ticket to the movies. For the world's greatest athletes. This is the showdown we've been waiting for. There is nothing like competing on the world's biggest stage. And when that stage is Paris, anything can happen. I have never seen anything like this. How about that? An Olympics unlike any other. What a performance! The Paris Olympics. This summer on NBC and streaming on Peacock. Uh, favorite bets on the show today, Drew. What do you like? Yeah. We'll stick with the Wildcats as number one for me. I know it's land three. I know that... Uh, that people may not, you know, may not understand the way that we do. That when you build into the close, the way that the Wildcats did, uh, that carries through uh, usually in spades when you get to the bowl season. So Arizona, please put an exclamation point on your season and uh, get our oh. three and a half or get our threes home. Love that. Yeah, my favorite bet is going to be Rutgers. Uh, love the money line. Obviously, they were uh, four point dogs at one point. They sprung to two and a half point favorites now. Uh, everything sets up well for the Scarlet Knights and their program to be in attendance there and shut down Miami, who's uh, had a miserable end to their season. They did not expect to be where they're going to be today. So, Drew, last question for you. Yeah. Circa, uh, the Vegas survivor pool I'm in, there's 45 people left with two weeks. Okay. There would have been only 16 people left if the Bills would have lost to the Chargers. I was borderline punching air. <laughs> the bills come back. Uh, no, I was punching the air. I was so mad. Um, so here are the here's the pick I have locked in right now. Okay. Jaguars to beat the Panthers. That is the I have them to break their streak, get a dub, but I'm scared. So I can also take the Bills to beat the Patriots, twelve point favorites, or I could take the Broncos to beat the Chargers. But I don't trust Josh. Allen or Russell Wilson potentially they want me $8,000. Well, Russell Wilson, uh, I'm not sure if you heard, but uh, Bronco, Broncos country, let's ride the pine. Uh, it is Jared Stidham time. Uh, oh, it's Denver. Jared Stidham. I'm yeah. absolutely not taking the Broncos then. <laughs> absolutely uh, not taking them. The, um, Didn't know that. Uh, the answer is the Bills. Uh, the Patriots doing winning two against Buffalo this year. I mean, the way the Patriots beat Bills oh. the first time around was so smoke and mirrors. And uh, now that you know that the Bills defense is playing a lot better, so I don't think the Patriots are getting them this time. And I got to tell you, man, love the Panthers this week. Took plus seven, yeah. took the money line. I think uh, this is one injury good. too many for Trevor oh. Lawrence right now. He had a separated shoulder, you know, bruised shoulder, some sprained shoulder, uh, sprained throwing shoulder in that uh, loss to the. Um, uh, uh, 
to the Bucks last week and you know concussions, knee, ankle, like he, he is, he is, uh, you know, beat up every which way. So, uh, can't, uh, you know, can't go up against, uh, the great Azuro Evro's coordinated defense with those type of injuries and expect to get an easy win. So that one's going to be a sweat. If you go Jaguars, you know, Hey, their backs are against the wall. They need it. But, uh, I, uh, I got, a, yeah. I got, I got some skin in the game on Panthers this week. Yeah, I, I mean, the Panthers have been playing their best football this season. It's not like they're offensively inclined <laughs> in any way. They're still yeah. struggling so much on offense, uh, but they're just finding a way to stay in games yeah. or uh, potentially win the game. So, yeah, I yeah. Uh, I mean, I, and I don't trust the Jags. I said it last week when we were on the show together. Like, the Jaguars, for me, I play the we played the over in Jags-Bucks. Uh, that cash, I should have given that on an official pick on, on X and uh, NBC. I was watching that game, and I was like, oh, man, we had the right look here. I should have um, cooked. Yeah, that should have flown. Yeah, yeah, should have flown over. So, uh, but the Bills—they've won three straight against the Chiefs, Cowboys, and Chargers. I'd imagine they beat the Patriots. And I like you. Just this is for everyone listening and watching. Drew just reminded me about how you're supposed to learn from your lessons and your mistakes. <laughs> Early in the season, I would have went twelve and twelve in uh, whatever week the Jets and the Bills played last. But I got too cute and took the Jets in a contest and in my five-dollar bet, and I went eleven and one. And the Bills destroyed the Jets. And I forgot how the Jets won week one of the season. So, thank you, Drew. team twice. I'm going to take the Bills. <laughs> I'm going to take the Bills. They got some good karma going right now. Yeah. All right. Any, any lasting thoughts? We both did. No, both that's did. great, man. Well done. We covered it all. We covered it all. All right. Well, thank you, everyone who watched live. We hope you have happy holidays, happy new year. Stay safe. And uh, for Drew Dan, thank you for all the, all the hard work you put in. Drew, you too, my guy. Let's cash our bets. Don't forget to check out NBCSports.com, everybody, or head over to Amazon.com backslash NBC Sports for all the podcasts. We will see you later. Enjoy bowl season and enjoy those unders we gave you in the NFL. Yeah, happy new year to you, Vaughn. And uh, uh, let's go blue. Let's go blue.